God is good. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. I remember growing up on that, boy, my mother would sing that almost every Sunday. Come on, that was one of them songs that caused you to get a breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Hallelujah. Such an honor to have her with us. They're actually getting her to the airport to get her back to Nashville. So keep her in prayer. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 17. We're going to pick up in verse 28. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28. It says, Now Elam, his oldest brother, heard when he had spoke to the men, and Elam's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep? In the wilderness I know your pride and your insolence of heart for you have come down to see the battle and David said what have I done now is there not a cause drop down to verse 32 then David said to Saul let no man's heart fail because of him your servant will go and fight with the Philistine and Saul said to David you're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he has a, and he's a man of war from his youth. Now I want you to drop down to verse 46. It says, this day, somebody say this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and I'm going to take your head from you. And this day, somebody say this day. I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines, of the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. They, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Today I want to preach a message called this day this day let's pray father we honor you we thank you how you've already moved during the time of worship now God for these next 30 35 minutes speak to us through your word in Jesus name and everybody said this day this day I love that David said this day how many believe that you all have a day that's coming I believe that all of us have a day that's coming now this is the key though we know the love of God is unconditional but the promises of God come with conditions. But I love that David was literally calling things that be not as though they were when he said this day. But let's back up a little bit because I believe all of us, before your day will come, you will have an elip in your life. Now let's look at this again, verse 28. It says, uh, uh, now elip, his older brother, now, how many have some older siblings? Listen, they words carry weight. Can I get a witness? And when they would say things to you like, you ain't nothing. And you ain't never going to be nothing. That stuff kind of sting. And of course, you go into a defensive mechanism and you say stuff about them. Anybody been there before? We didn't say some things to our siblings we can't even repeat. Can I get a witness up in here? You blankety blank, mother, father. What in the ham and the cheese? Come on, somebody. I'll blank you up. Come on, somebody. <laughs> somebody scream, but God. Thank God his mercies are new every morning. Can I get a witness up in here? So we see here in verse 28, Elip, his oldest brother, uh, heard when he, he spoke to the men, uh, Elip was angry and it aroused against David, and he said, and he said, why did you even come down here? In other words, David, you know your place is with the sheep. 
Then it says, uh, uh, why did you come down here and in whom uh, you have left those few sheep? He didn't even just say sheep. He said those few sheep. And he told them, why did you leave the wilderness? Go on back to your dry place. That's what the word wilderness means. Wilderness means dry and desolate place. So he tells him, go on back to your dry and desolate place with your few sheep. And in other words, David, know your place. How many of you know your ellipse will try to dumb you down? That's the assignment. Raise your hand if you've had an elip in your life. About 90, 95% of y'all. The other 5% keep living. Elip is coming. Pastor, that's a negative confession. Oh, that's called life. Joseph had elips. His brothers, can I get a witness up in here? Come on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had elips. Daniel had elips. So what makes you, do you think you're going to get a pass because you a Christian? Please. David, brother, told him, go on back to the wilderness with your few sheep. In other words, you need to know your place and stay in your place. Anybody ever had somebody tell you that before? Why are you thinking all out the box like that? So his brother was trying to put a complex on him, trying to put a spirit of inferior on him, trying to make him feel less than. Go on back to your little few sheep. Well, you always didn't live in the hood, and you always going to live in the hood. House leaning to the side, just get used to it. How many you know the devil is alive? People have asked me, are you surprised you got delivered from the swap meet? No, I knew God is faithful. Even though my ellipse was making fun of me saying, you go to that church in the swap meet? I knew we weren't going to always have church there. I wouldn't have that mentality of it is what it is. They was trying to dumb me down. Be careful of the people that try to dumb you down. So we see here in verse 28, his brothers dumbing him down. He's making him feel less than. And then it even gets worse because uh, uh, look at verse 32. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said, you are not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. So he's got an elip in verse 28. And now he got Saul in verse 33. So he can't get five scriptures away from people dumbing him down. And David could have been like, you know what? Maybe y'all right. The word does say let everything be established by two or three witnesses. So if two people echo on the same thing, maybe I don't have a shot when it comes to slaying this giant that everybody's scared of. So they begin to dumb him down, make him feel less than. You're not able, they told him. They begin to break out uh, 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 Goliath's resume, if you will. Look what they said. Look at verse 33 again. 
they, they begin to break out his resume. Look, 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 look at his resume right here. It says, and, and, uh, it says, and Saul said, you, you, you're not able, which means you don't have the capability to go up against this, this giant, this, this Philistine, uh, to fight with him, for you are a youth. In other words, they begin to knock his inexperience, his, his, his lack of living, if you will. And it says, and, and he's a man of war from his youth. So he'd been kicking butt and taking names his whole life since he was a teenager. You barking up the wrong tree, David. Get your head out the clouds. It's not going to happen, not on this day. So this is where he is, but I like this. It says, you are not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. My first point this morning, in order for you to see your day, is that you have to know you have been anointed to fight. Do I have anybody at the 930 service that knows that you have been anointed to fight? When I look around this room this morning, some of y'all had to fight your way to get to church. Come on, somebody. Some of you had to fight your way to even just make it through December. Come on, man. There were some months where you hit a wall and you didn't think that you was going to make it through April. Oh, but look at you. You got an anointing on you to fight the good fight of faith. If I got any fighters at the 930 service, somebody need to give God a hand praise in this place. Come on. You might not have all the answers, but there's an anointing on you to fight. Uh-huh. You might have not been perfect this year, but my God in heaven, you fought your way through some mistakes. You fought your way through some disappointment. And let all the fighters scream, amen. Come on and give God a hand praise one more time in this place. Somebody scream, I'm anointed to fight. Ain't no chumps at kingdom. That's a term we used back in the late 70s. Come on, early 80s. Amen? Uh-huh, chumps go home. Come on, somebody. Oh, but fighters grind it out. Come on, somebody. I got anybody had to grind some things out? Come on, people wrote you off, but you kept on grinding. People gave up on you, but you kept on grinding. Come on, even some of you lost a job and people was like, oh, that's it. They about to have a nervous breakdown. They about to just crash and burn. But look at you, you kept right on fight. Somebody need to give God a praise that you didn't throw the towel in, that you didn't give. Somebody give God a praise. trying to tell you you ain't gonna make it people that tried to dumb you down oh but you kept swinging i got any swingers come on somebody i ain't talking about that kind of swinging come on somebody i'm talking about... <laughs> fist bump your, your neighbor and tell them keep swinging you better keep grinding. You better keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. The word fight means to contend, to challenge. Sometimes you got to challenge logic. Well, that's the Holy Ghost because I didn't write that down. I ain't that smart. Speaking of the anointing, the anointing means the manifest presence of God. Uh-huh. The anointing of God is on us. That's why David was able to ultimately overcome his giant, if you will. 
Uh-huh, but, 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 but he, he made up in his mind, I'm going to go into this fight. Even though nobody's really giving me a, a shot, I'm about to shock the world today. He said, this day. But isn't it interesting that the word uh, 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 fight means to contend, to challenge, to dispute. I like this. The word fight means to exchange blows, to confront, to attack. But I can hang my hat on it's exchange blows. There are times in this life you're going to have to exchange blows with the enemy. You're going to have to exchange blows with doubt. You're going to have to exchange blows with, 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 with confusion. Can I get a witness up in here? You're going to have to, uh, you're going to, have to exchange blows with that, with that spirit called you can't do it. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, Romans 8 and 31 says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Uh, let's not forget about uh, 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 Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It lives in our mortal body. He has downloaded his Holy Spirit in you. He has crammed his power in you. That's why 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. But of what? Power. Love and a sound mind. You packing enough power to go to blows with the enemy. You got to remember, you're in a fixed fight anyway. Come on, we win because of what the blood did. Come on, somebody. Come on. Jesus has already blazed the trail. So we're standing on his shoulder saying, come on then, devil. You must have forgot that Isaiah 54 and 17 says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That thing won't succeed. Oh, you come to me with a javelin and a sword and a spear. And David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hosts, meaning the God of the universe. You got to remember the God of the universe has got your back. Come on, somebody. That he will deliver you out of every situation. Can I get a witness up in this place today? Come on, some of us have been in some situations. <laughs> and he brought you out. Can I get a witness up in here? Look at 2 Timothy 4 and 7. Speaking of fight. Look at this is Paul talking to Timothy. And Paul's at the end of his life. He's getting ready to be martyred, beheaded. And we screaming about, I couldn't find my shoe this morning. This brother about to lose his head behind the gospel. And we falling out because you woke up this morning and your tire was flat. <laughs> See how minimal we are sometimes? You got folks that then lost their life for the gospel. And you flipping out because you got to get an oil change tomorrow. And got the money to do it. but it's inconveniencing you, your flow. <laughs> Let's look at this. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. He let it be known, listen, it was a good fight. I believe every once in a while you need to go through some good fights. You know why a lot of people are entitled and feel like they need stuff handed to them? They ain't been through enough fights. They missed a couple of A-whoopings. Anybody ever known some people like that? You're like, oh, they just, they didn't get whooped enough as a kid. Can I get a witness up in here? That's why even you and me, when we was tripping, we had boundaries on our tripping. 
Can I get a witness up in here? Listen, I got my last whooping at 20. That was 24 years ago. My mama said, boy, I don't care if you got a child, you about to take out my trash living up in here still. And I was a father. Oh, she said, when you get about 27, 28 after your kids, she said, you're going to thank me for every whooping I put on you. She said, these whoopings are going to save you from Florence prison. These whoopings are going to save you from going to Perryville. Come on, some. I made it to Madison Street Jail, though, but I didn't make it to Perryville. Come, come on, that's big time. Come on, somebody. Oh, y'all don't understand. There's a difference between county jail and hard time. Let me just put that out there. County jail was enough. Come on, somebody. I'm like, okay, I got get it. <laughs> but look at this. He said, I fought a good fight. Paul said, it wasn't easy. I had to fight a little bit. I had to fight to get to where I am. I, I had some elims in my life. I, I, I had some souls in my life that said I couldn't do it. Oh, but Philippians 4.13 says you can do all things through Christ. Through, don't forget that. Through Christ, which is the anointed one. Through Christ, who strengthens us. Now, now, now look at this. Go, 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 go to, uh, 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 back to this. I fought a good fight. Why did he even have to say that? I think we leave this out. Look at verse 14. Look at seven scriptures later. He hits a wall with somebody. Look at this, verse 14, 2 Timothy 4 and, and, and 14. Look at this, 2 Timothy. It says, Alexander, the coppersmith, did much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. Yeah, it's kind of funny because you know you can pray that to people that you're to your ellipse. And to the people who underestimate you and people that then put their mouth on you, just say, Lord, repay them. Pastor, that's so cruel. That's the Bible. Put it up. <laughs> Pastor, you mean I can pray that? Yeah, them folks that have wronged you. Instead of you doing it, God can do a way better job than you can. That's why he said, vengeance is mine. He said, I repay. Just give, leave him some room. Because see, if you do it, then you're going to be convicted a day or two later. Man, why did I flatten that tire on him? Why did I go? Why did I put sugar in his tank? He wasn't no good, no way. He couldn't even compliment who I am. And I didn't, went and did all, acted all out. And everybody know I did it. Let God repay him how he ran you in the ground, brought your car back to you on empty. <laughs> Let God repay him that you was working two jobs and he wasn't working nine jobs. May the Lord repay. It's interesting because Alexander the coppersmith, he was teaching contrary to what Paul was teaching. He was blaspheming. Next verse. You also must beware of him. This is Paul warning the people. Beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. Next verse. At my first defense, no one stood with me. This Alexander the coppersmith was even able to persuade people 
to not believe in the cross experience. But look what, look what Paul says. Paul says, but, but all forsook me may it not even be charged against them. He was like, Lord, they ignorant. They don't know no better. Don't even charge it to them. Isn't it a blessing that when we was ignorant, I know that ain't good English, but when we was ignorant, come on, there were some things that he probably should have charged to us that he didn't. Let's not talk about when we weren't ignorant and we still did it. I'm talking AC days after Christ. We ain't even talking about BC. And God spoke to you and said, don't cuss them out, but you did anyway. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me this morning. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? But look at that. He says, may it not even be charged against them. Next verse. But the Lord stood with me. Oh, everybody else left them. Uh-huh. Your Elims will leave you. Your, your, your Saul's will leave you. Because Saul even said, you ain't able. Five scriptures later. He said, you don't even have the capability. But I believe David knew that the Lord was standing with him. He knew that he was going to get strength from the Lord. Just like Paul is here, he's getting ready to be beheaded here real soon. But he's like, but the Lord stood with me. Strengthened me so that, that the message might be preached fully through me. That all the Gentiles might hear. Uh, also, I, I was delivered out of the mouth of a lion. Has God delivered us out of the mouth of a lion? Come on, the enemy was right there about to chew you up and spit you out, but God delivered you from the mouth of the lion. Anybody in this building know you've been delivered from some stuff that God has been good to you? He stood with you. Can I get a witness up in here? He strengthened you, put enough spirit of his spirit in you so that you would continue to fight the good fight. Because of time, I got to go to the second point. So number one, your day is coming as long as you make up in your mind that you are anointed to fight. Oh, you got some fight on the inside of you. Remember 1 John 4, 4, King James Version says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he is talking about the anointing. And then the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, which is speaking of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Speaking of the anointing. But look at verse 34, 1 Samuel 17 and 34. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took it out of the lamb, out of the flock, I went out after and I struck it. I delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and I struck and I killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And then he says, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing that he's defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord will deliver me. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. My second point is this. Not only has God anointed you to fight, but God has anointed you to make some faith moves. This brother was talking faith. This is after Elip tried to dumb him down. This is after Saul tried to dumb him down. This brother was like, wait a minute, I didn't kill some, I ain't no chump. I got a resume too. I didn't kill some bears and some lions. So he was like, wait a minute, don't underestimate who I am. That's called making faith moves. See, you got to be able to 
even go toe-to-toe with the enemy. Spiritually, when it comes to making some faith moves, it was a faith move that Kingdom made when we shut down Scottsdale. It was a faith move when we made a decision to shut down Avondale and bring everybody together as a church. It was a faith move that she said, I don't understand everything that pastor doing. We had with three churches. We was one church, three campuses, you know, but now he's saying we're going to bring it all together. Glory to God. But we're going to go ahead and trust that this is a faith move. Then we get the building. He say on New Year's Eve, we're going to buy it in the first year knowing we got three to buy it. But he's saying he, he, he making some faith moves. Well, you better stay connected to folks that make faith moves. And you see those faith moves come to pass. You understand what I'm saying? So we see David is going against logic. Because logic says, this man been kicking butt and taking names since he was a youth. And you're getting ready to make a faith move and you think you're going to knock him down and have him face down like he prostrate? That's exactly what happened. But it was not until he began to make those faith moves and be like, wait a minute. I didn't have some victories too. I didn't whoop up on some lions and some bears. The only difference between my victories and Goliath's victories is his, his, his victories have been public. Mine have been private. Because God can never take you public until you have some private victories. I want to go public. I want a big ministry. I want to be the big CEO. Well, you better have some private victories in your cubicle. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, he preaching now. Oh, he preaching now. Oh, you better have some private victories. Why you having church in the swap meet still? You better have some private victories in the cafeteria still. Still, you better have some private victories. And you better thank me for this gymnasium floor. Because before I can take you to big, can you rejoice in small? Some of y'all walking around here now mad because you still going to your cubicle. I want my own office. You still out there with everybody else because it ain't your turn. It ain't your day. Not yet. But I dare you to keep fighting. I dare you to keep making faith moves. How many of you know faith moves work? Why? Because our Heavenly Father, He responds to faith. Hebrews 11.6, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, your reward is connected to your diligence and your faith. Ah, you start making some faith moves, you will be rewarded. How many of you believe that, that? When you begin to make faith moves, you will be rewarded. That's why I love Hebrews eleven thirty one. Remember the lady Rahab? She was a hoe from Jericho. Don't that kind of rhyme? Because that's where she hailed. Come on, somebody. That's the zip code she lived in. Oh, but look at Hebrews. It says, by faith. Somebody say, by faith. The harlot. I like that. It even mentions her career. It didn't just say, by faith, Rahab. The Bible wants you to know what she did. Because it goes to show you that God can flip the script in anybody's life if you make up in your mind that you are anointed to fight, that you are anointed to make some some faith moves. 
this woman made up in her mind it's time for me to have a career change and in order to have a career change I gotta make a faith move somebody need to give God a hand praise that you had the courage that you had the boldness to make a faith move somebody give God a oh I feel his presence you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't make a move there's some people in this 9:30 service it wasn't even popular but you made up in your mind i'm about to do something unpopular i'm about to make a faith move i'm about to leave everything that i'm familiar with and i'm moving to phoenix somebody need to give your neighbor say that's a faith move and got no family here and your ellipse back in Chicago your ellipse back in Cleveland your ellipse back in California what you gonna do that for trying to dumb you down but you like, I'm about to do a straight Abraham. Put up Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. Y'all did an Abraham. Look. Uh, I'm sorry. 11.8. 11.8. 11.8. Look at this. Hebrews 11.8. Mm -hmm. By faith. Somebody say by faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance. He went out. He went out. He made a faith move. Not knowing. Not knowing where he was going. Oh, but he made a move. He made a move. David made a move. Remember, his brother said, go on back to the wilderness to your few sheep. Know your place, David. I'm the eldest brother. I got a better shot at Goliath than you. Sit down with your little young tail. He probably didn't even say tail back there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but David, look what David said. I like this. I like this. Look what David says. David says this. I, I like this little part. Look at verse uh, uh, 29. And David said... What have I done now? Sound like he was always getting in trouble. Then he said, is there not a cause? How many know you anointed for the cause? He knew he was anointed for the cause. He said, is there not a cause? In other words, David was saying, man, y'all out here tripping off this dude. He's beatable. Haven't you had things in your life where... You was like, that's beatable. I'm not about to let this depression have dominion over me. This is beatable. I'm not going to let this insecurity have dominion over me. This is beatable. I know that there's alcoholics all through my lineage, but this spirit of Mad Dog 2020 is beatable. I know everybody in my family has smoked weed their whole life, but this is beatable I know I got a whole bunch of deadbeat dads that come from my lineage but this is 
Peter, boy, I'm going to go get me a job. Take care of my family. If I was mad enough to lay, I need to pay. Look at your neighbor and say, that'll preach. You're going to lay, you need to pay. Today, thank you, baby. That's why I need her just coaching me. Adding to what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. That's why I believe we wanted the best one-two punches in the country. And God has anointed us for this. This day. Anointed, appointed, and approved by God. But isn't that interesting that he began to make these faith moves? Look at this faith move he makes in verse 40. It says, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and he put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was, his, his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. That's a faith move. He drew near. This is the same boy that they said, going back to the few sheep you was with and back to the wilderness, going back to your dry and desolate place, but all of a sudden he's drawing near, which lets me know he was confrontational. Because if you don't confront, you can't conquer. Even in order to conquer stuff in this life, you got to make a faith move that you can conquer it. So we see here, and this says, and when the Philistines looked and they saw David, they would disdain, uh, disdain him, for he was only a youth. He was only a youth. He was only a youth. So they began to knock his inexperience, and they said he's ruddy, and he's good looking. In other words, boy, you too pretty to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me. Just got back from getting a manicure and a pedicure. Your nails too clean. You too inexperienced. Boy, please. This is Goliath's response. Calls him a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can't get down and dirty. You ain't got no fight in you. Kind of faith move you trying to make. Boy, you know who I am? I'm that dude. <laughs> That's what they say nowadays. I, I got five kids. They kind of keep me in the loop. So he let it be known. I'm that dude. What's up with that? <laughs> and then he said... Uh, you come to me, and I'm going to give your flesh to the birds of the air, verse 44, and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom I have you defied. This day, somebody say this day. The Lord is going to deliver you into my hand. I'm going to strike you, and I'm going to take your head from you. I can't believe he said that, Pastor. Yeah, he said, I'm going to take your head from you. That's a faith move. Can I get a witness up in here? For you to say, mm, I'm going to take your head from you, insecurity. That's a faith move. Come on, some of you that are still bound by your disappointment from 92 years ago, come on. <laughs> it's time for you to take the head off of that stuff. Come on, that happened nine years ago. Why are you still tripping? Why are you still allowing an enemy to rent space in your head? Come on, that was 17 years ago that that person didn't give you back that $20. Just accept the fact you ain't getting it back. You see me at the church, if that's going to help you get delivered, I will give you the $20. <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, man. It's time for you to get over that $20 loss. It's time for you to make a faith move. God trying to give you $20 million. And you worried about somebody that they didn't pay me back. They gave me their word. Oh, well, God gave you his word that he said he would do exceedingly, abundantly, above, more than you can even imagine or even think. But then it says, according to the power that worketh in you, you got to work what he put in you. Amen? So I can stay on this faith thing because 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by what? Not by what? Amen? Even the Bible says in Romans 1, 17, and the just shall live by we live by faith. If you want to go to your next dimension, your next level, we even nowadays preachers are saying the next stratosphere, you got to make some faith moves. Else you ain't going to nobody's stratosphere. You'll be like the children of Israel. 40 years wandering. 40 years, and it was supposed to be a 7 to an 11 day trip. You know why they was doing this for 40 years? They didn't want to make no faith moves. They just going in circles. They was tired of fighting. This is, now y'all, we, we kind of smart. If God parted the Red Sea and we was there and we saw the waters go up like walls and we like this and we don't sink and we come out on the other side, I don't know about y'all, but for me, that's all she wrote. I'm like, I believe this man. I know there might be a delay on the next miracle, but I believe you're going to do something soon. If I got to sit back and whistle until you move, something else going to happen. If you pull that off, if you cause water to come out of a rock when I was dehydrated, that's called unusual blessings. That's called unscheduled blessings. See, me and you have seen enough unscheduled blessings in our life that we okay with going through a delay. Because if he did it one time, we know he'll do it again. Somebody in this building need to give God in the Look at your neighbor and say, make a faith move. I'm waiting for God to move in my life. Maybe it's time for you to make a faith move. And then after you make that faith move and nothing happens, you might have to do Psalm 46 and 10. Be still and know that he is God. Be still. Be still. Just be still. Mm-hmm. It's just like when we were in the process of buying this building, you don't even want to know how many banks I had to talk to to take our loan. Well, we don't think you got enough giving units. We see you do three plus million a year, but this is coming in and this is going out. and We just don't know. So, all right, on to the next bank. And then after the seventh bank, how many of you know seven means complete? Completion perfection and then when the appraisal came back all of a sudden the other six banks was called hey forgive us for we know not what we do <laughs> we didn't know it was going to come back to the appraise at almost six million even the guy that did the appraisal 
He said, does the church that you guys are buying the place from know y'all stole the building? I said, huh? I don't know, but we put $842,000 in it. We just wanted to make it look pretty. Oh, it calls that appraisal. Half off. But we made a faith move, and we just had to be still. And then I told that seven bank, we're going to go with y'all since the other ones played us. They were like, we can get this done. We got this, Pastor Still, and whatever else you need. Once we, we seal the deal because of the equity, if you need to pull a couple of million dollars to do some other renovations, we just say the word. Somebody scream, Options. See, faith moves will give you options. That's why, boy, you better get connected to this house. You better put some seed in this house. Don't you come up in here and don't put something in that plate. Because if God bless this house, that means he will bless your house. And all you got to do is look around. This is a blessed house. We ain't even been here a year. Look at what the Lord. And we just getting started. I ain't even warmed up yet. Shoot. Shoot, I'm just getting started. I wasn't even supposed to be preaching today. One of my friends was supposed to fly in and got delayed. I said, I got it. It's my house anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> I was trying to be back on sabbatical, y'all. I was just going to be sitting there, <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm working. Working this sweater. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I was supposed to chillax today. I always got something ready to go, though. You are anointed to make faith moves. Hebrews 11.1, 1, look at this. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith. See, David has some now faith. Not tomorrow, not next week. You want to go to your next dimension? You got to operate in now faith. Now faith. Now put up, I could go more into that, but put up Hebrews uh, 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 12 and 2. Faith moves. Faith moves. Looking unto Jesus, which means giving him your undivided attention. He's the author and the finisher. How many know he's your author and the finisher of our faith? Who for the joy that was set before us, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God, or the right hand of the throne of God. But look at that. He said, I'm looking unto Jesus to be the Arthur and the finisher. I believe part of the reason why David was able to overcome Goliath in his life is because he began to look unto God. We got to keep looking to God. See, in order to make faith moves, you got to keep looking to God. Don't look what's going on around you. Psalm 91 and 7 says a thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come nigh unto you. I got to give you the last point before we get out of here. Because of time dropped to uh, 49. Look at verse 49. Then David put his hand in his bag. He took out a stone and he slung it and he struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the st st stone sank in his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Yeah. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and he struck the Philistine and he killed him. But there was no sword in his hand, uh, the hand of David. Therefore David ran and he stood over the Philistine and he took his sword and he drew it out of the sheath. He killed him and he cut his head with it. 
he cut his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. My third point is this. Number one, you will experience your day if you know God has anointed you to fight. He's anointed you to make faith moves. My last point is this. He has anointed you to finish. How many in this building know you've been anointed to finish? Anointed to finish. The word anoint means, I'm sorry, the word finish means to complete, to conclude, to close. To, to complete, to close. The reason why I said you are anointed to finish, David finished what he started. He could have just struck him down with the rock. He fell to his face. He could have been like, it's a wrap. I'm out. Mm-mm. He went right up to him and finished what he started. Took that joker's sword and cut his own head off. Cut his head off with his sword. He finished what he started. I've learned in life, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. I believe that there's an anointing on you to finish. Do you realize that a lot of people made up in their mind because it's the last Sunday of the year, I ain't going to church. But I'm going to start my year off right. Just like they all getting gym memberships. Can I get a witness up in here? Even some of y'all laugh because you're about to go get your, I'm about to get it right, Pastor. I'm about to. I'm even going on that fast with y'all spiritually, but I'm about to do it in the natural too. I need to get some of this up off of me. <laughs> but you are anointed. You made up in your mind, I'm coming to that last Sunday. My wife said people all around the country, including a lot of my pastor friends, are doing one service. And we don't play that. No, we're going to keep this thing moving. Because we don't know who might show up. Mm-hmm. We're a little light, but there's enough people here to do what we need to do. Next service is going to look nice too, glory to God. But this is the thing. You made up in your mind, I got to finish what I started. I was at church at the beginning of the year. I'm about to be there at the end of the year. I'm about to finish strong. I'm about to fin- I'm anointed to fight for this next season that's coming. I'm anointed to make these faith moves. And I'm showing that spiritually I'm anointed to finish. But this is it right here. This is what the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. He said, yes, you're anointed to finish, but there are some things that you need to be finished with in 2015. There's some things you can't even take with you into the next year. You need to be finished with that disappointment. That's why God sent you by today. He said, no, no, there's some things I need. You, you, you got to be finished with that letdown that you've experienced over your life. You, 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 you got you, you, you to be finished with that anxiety. You, you cannot live another day. Come on. You, you, you got greater as he on the inside of you and up here full of anxiety. The devil is a lie. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a, 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 a sound mind. So you, you got to be finished with, 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 that, with that fear. You got to be finished with that, that timid spirit. You, 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 you got to be finished with even some relationships. If that relationship is vexing the hell out of you, the writing is on the wall. Look at your name and say, I know that's right. I can't take no added luggage with me in the 2016 
because I cannot be around people that's got a crab barrel mentality. I, I got to get away from these people that every time I turn around, they are takers, they are collectors. So guess what Paul said in Philippians 3 and 13, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me. I'm about to close the chapter. I'm about to be finished with some things because I want to go to my next level because I know God has anointed me to fight. I know he's anointed me to be a faith shaker, a world changer, a faith mover. But I got to get rid of all this extra luggage that's weighing me down and stopping me from being who God has called me to be. Somebody need to give God a praise at the 930 service. Somebody scream this day. I believe that this is me and your day. Me and you are getting ready to step into a new season. For the Bible says to not grow weary and well-doing. For in due season, it says you will reap if you faint not. I refuse to lose heart. It's my time. If you believe it's your time, you need to give God a hand praise at this five two or three people and tell them it's your time 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 I don't care what the devil has tried to say God sent me by this morning to let you know it's your time if you believe that somebody give God a hand praise it's your time I don't care how bad you've been scarred. I don't care how bad you've been hurt. It is your time. Somebody give God a praise. One more time in this place. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. But you'll never see that time, that day, if you stop fighting church keep grinding I don't care if you're running on fumes keep grinding keep fighting keep making those faith moves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. keep selling them houses go get that degree make that faith move come on you're only a few credit hours away time for you to make a faith move mm -hmm. it's time for you to begin to name it and claim it claim that office begin to declare this is my last year in the cubicle I'm going from the cubicle to my own office. You need to go start looking for some furniture. Go ahead and look for that couch. Come on, somebody. And by faith, come on. Isn't it by faith? By faith. Listen, when God blesses your neighbor, that means he's in the neighborhood. There's an open heaven over this church. I'm trying to tell you, this has been a year of opportunities and abundance for me personally. <laughs> Jesus, I'm still shaking my head because when God dropped that theme in my spirit, I said, Lord, really, this you? Opportunities and abundance. He says, I'm going to cause your paths to drip with abundance. Psalm 37 and 4 says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart.